Welcome to Your Daily Chocolate, where you'll continue to get funny stories, clean jokes, and interviews with inspiring people. You made this podcast one of the top 25% most shared podcasts globally and top 25% most followed. Nice to know that good news is appreciated and Patty's committed to delivering the antidote to all that negativity. Like chocolate, this podcast is meant to make you feel good and it's good for you. Enjoy. Many of you may have made a New Year's resolution to get fit. And who knows, you may make this New Year's resolution every January. And by now, in February, you're thinking, it doesn't work. I tried. I worked hard. I'm not seeing the results. It's not worth it. We're so used to promises of instant gratification and shortcuts and quick fixes and and that famous easy button. My guest today is Chad Austin, and he has been a leader in the fitness industry since 2003. He owns a fitness a studio in Overland Park, Kansas. He's a best-selling and award-winning author of a book series called Make Fitness a Priority, and he actually works with folks to build their consistency muscle. Did you know that was even a thing? We're going to hear from him today about how you can actually make fitness a priority. So welcome, Chad Austin. Chad, welcome to your daily chocolate. I'm excited to talk to you today. I don't usually say that about things I'll exercise, but I, I know you're going to have some great tips for us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on today. You bet. So I know you're a, a fitness expert. You've got your own gym. You're training folks one-on-one even. And I know a lot of folks make New Year's resolutions. This is the year I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get fit. And right about now, February is when that starts to drop off, right? It's hard. And maybe I'm not seeing the results that I thought I would if I really worked out every day. And you're all about making a fitness a a priority. How do you do that? Well, we live in a world of instant gratification, right? And so everyone, especially as our motivation is the highest for change at the beginning of the year, everyone out there is promising fast results with little or no work on our part, right? And so what it leads us to kind of, it leads us to set ourselves up for failure from the beginning because what we're jumping into isn't necessarily something that actually fits our life. And it's as a golden rule, what you do for fitness has to fit in your life. If it doesn't fit, it won't be there very long. And so then New Year's resolution is a case in point for, for that situation. Uh, most people normally fall off. I think that that's what thing fitness professionals hate about New Year's resolutions is because of all the negativity like doomed to failure stats that we hear, but more, most of them, it seemed to be about six weeks that they say. And so we're right about that mark. But I would say that first of all, failure is part of it. No one, if the people that haven't failed yet, their time's coming, they're going to, no one's perfect. No one's perfect when it comes to fitness. Right. And so, it, but that is the misleading thing that new year's resolution stats say it's like once you fail, you're done and you might as well right. just wait and start over next year. But uh, that's not the case. You, it's really just about how you respond. And so maybe if you've already fallen off track of your what you said you're going to do at the beginning of the year, then it may be just a good time to regroup. Say what actually fits in my life for fitness that I could do that would set me up for long-term results. So how do you do that? Everybody's busy, right? And whether they're They've got young kids and they have to take them to school and then maybe they work and then taking care of the house. Is it really just about 
carving out time or do you make the time whenever you can? Well, it is a little bit about making the time because I think we can always come up with excuses for anything to not do it. Mm -hmm. But a bigger part of it is making sure it's something that's going to fit in your life. So listeners, we're going to, I have some freebies today. At the end, we'll make sure we tell you where we can go to that. So make sure you listen to the end to figure out how to find my fitness pivot app. But that's basically what you have to do. You have to pivot. And so once plan A doesn't work anymore, you have to figure out what does. And so as life changes and as we get busier and which happens just as life goes on, it also happens just throughout the course of a year. What we do for fitness before may not fit in our life anymore. So now I'm in my 40s. When I first became a trainer about 20 years ago, what I did for fitness looks much different than it does now. I am now, I am now, and so many things are different in my life. I'm married, I have a family, I have a personal, I have a personal training business. Like I don't work for a company anymore, I have my own. I speak, I write, I have books, I do all these different things. And so what I did for fitness, my workout routine would not fit in my life right now that what I did before. And if I tried to force it, so many other areas of my life would suffer, my relationships, my job, everything else. And so it, just because something worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to fit now. So you have to first start by figuring out what fits in my life right now. So give me an idea. You just, you gave a great example, of all the things that you've got going on. Do you just get up an hour earlier so you can get a work in or how, how did you pivot to still say fit? Well, the fitness reset. That's is a, this is something I've created over the years that is the first thing that you need to do. So every time you're starting a new fitness program, there's two questions you got to ask yourself. First, how does fitness fit in my life right now? And the second one being, how much accountability do I need right now to be successful? And so it could be, so right now for me, because of my schedule just changed, I just told you, I, I started to work out, I started training people at my home studio that I just created when we built, when we moved into our new home. So now two days a week, I train in my house. And so okay. those days are a little bit later start. And so I work out in the morning on those days and then I lead a boot camp on the weekend. So I am holding myself accountable. I have, I'm holding myself accountable to three resistance training workouts a week. And then I have some other stuff I try to get in, but that's a big change from what I did last year uh, when it was, uh, when they were different times. And so throughout the course of a year, what fitness looks like for you, your workout routine, what you, what your, what time you work out, what your workout looks like, it may change. So I'd suggest that I have people do it quarterly where they kind of reset to reestablish what fits right now. Are my goals still the same? Am I still doing the right stuff to reach my goals? Those kind of things. And so that reset just kind of help make sure you're on the right track to what you want to accomplish. Yeah. And I, th I think that's a great point to do it quarterly. And I was kind of thinking seasonally right? We're mm -hmm. in winter right now. So the things that I would normally do, golfing, hiking, all outdoor stuff, I can't do because it's single digit temperatures out there, right? And I don't have a home mm -hmm. gym. How do you advise people on how to pivot uh, during seasons when they can't do what they normally do? Well, first I'll let people know that there's nothing wrong with doing this. We have a little bit of a obstacle first overcome because so many people think that we're doing something wrong by doing less. And you have to take that idea and throw it out the window. Doing less does not make it less of a priority. All it means is it fits differently now, and that's okay. So even the best athletes in the world, their intensity of what they do fluctuates throughout the course of the year. So they have seasons, they have preseason, they have in-season, they have off-season. So it, 
It just, and that should be the same way it works for us. There'd be times when we're working out harder, maybe because we're, our motivation is higher, maybe because we have more time. And there'll be times when we work out less because because maybe, maybe we don't have as much time. Maybe we're just a little burnt out or maybe we're just, our job is more stressful this certain time of year. And so we're using up more energy there or like you said, the weather. And so you have to kind of adjust as things change throughout the course of the year. Yeah. And I, you mentioned earlier some of these kind of quick fix programs. You get sucked into them, right? 30 days to a beach body, 10 days to great abs, whatever. Is there any value in doing that to just kind of jumpstart you or are these quick fixes doomed from the start? No, I think any motivation is good and you should lean into it. So I've been a trainer, like I said, for about 20 years now. And so when I first started at a gym, I think the first lesson you learn as a trainer is that most people are fueled by short-term motivation, right? Yeah. So there, there's something coming up in their lives that got them to, to come in the door. Yeah. It could be a, like a wedding's coming up that you got to get in shape for, or swimsuit season or vacation Reunion. or something yeah. like that. So a lot of times that's the case how we get started. And there's nothing wrong with leaning into those short-term goals, but eventually you have to look past it. Because if you don't ever think of what am I going to do after this goal, what's next, then the answer is going to be made for you. It's nothing. And then you'll go back to the way you were before. And so the problem with a lot of these like 30-day challenges or the things that are, that are offered to us to help us get fast results and a, a lot of results in a short period of time, they're not necessarily something that's going to fit in your schedule for a long term. They could help you get the results, uh, but it might not fit in your schedule long term. So you have to know what is next. And so the problem, the one rule I always tell people to look out for with your programs. First, it it has to be, it, it can't be, fitness is not one size fits all. And yeah. so if everyone that does the program does the exact same thing and it doesn't matter their fitness level, their age, their lifestyle, anything like that, then it's not necessarily going to be something that's customized to you and where it won't fit necessarily you. And so that's a problem. But the other one that's a red flag to look out for is if it begins with the end in mind. So if on day one, when the last day is, and, and then you're set up to fail. And so those, those, could, those could still be useful to you, but eventually you have to know what's coming next. Are you going to be dialing it up another notch and aiming for another goal? Or are you going to be trying to maintain what you got? Yeah. Or is it going to be, are you going to be kind of lessing it? It doesn't matter if the intensity changes, whether you work harder or, or work a little less or dial back a little bit, but you have to know what's next. Otherwise, what's next is going to be what you did before you started in the first place, which is right. you didn't have it in your life at all. Yeah. A lot of diet plans are like that. You want to lose your 30 pounds. You do. And then what? You're done. Or you're done with the program, right? And so you go back to eating the way you did before. And here comes that 30 pounds back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it can be so rewarding when I first became a trainer. It's very enjoyable, it's really rewarding to be able to help someone get those fast results because there's a reason they want them so badly. They're in, they want to change. They want to feel better. And there's a reason they started their goals and they have strong reasons to reach those short-term goals. But what's so, but it's almost as rewarding as it is to see them get those goals. It's almost equally bad to see them not last. So quickly you realize if you're a trainer, that's going to, that's going to stick and it's a career for you, you realize I want to make a much bigger impact than that. And so you have to start realizing how can I help my clients think bigger and how can I make this really change my client's life long-term and not just temporarily? Yeah. 
And I would imagine as a personal trainer that you recommend people hire a personal trainer. Obviously, not all the listeners are in Kansas City. They can't come to you. What's important to look for? Do you go to a big gym and just try to find somebody you like? Or what sort of skills or traits are you looking for in a personal trainer? Uh, Yeah, well, this is really the second question in the fitness reset that I go through is how much accountability do you need right now? So I have my own personal trainer. I have for a long time. I always really? have since, uh, probably for, yeah, for over 10 years, I've had my own trainer and it does wonders for me. And so I think a, a lot of fitness professionals actually have their own trainer as well uh, because we know how important it is and how much it can help. But so one thing you have to realize is that our motivation fluctuates throughout the course of the year. Yeah. And so that's why that question, how much accountability do you need right now to be successful? The the part, the main part of it is right now. How much accountability do you need right now? So our motivation will fluctuate so much. There's times throughout the year where I really love working out and I feel strong. I feel energetic and powered. I can't wait for my next workout. And when I'm feeling like that, I don't need as much accountability because I can hold myself accountable if I want to. But there's other times of the year where I'm really kind of burnt out. I don't have the energy. I'm exhausted. And if my trainer is calls in sick that day, I probably won't do my workout. Like I need her staying over me, watching me to make, make sure I do it. Yeah. And there's everything in between. And so sometimes with all the motivation you meet, it might be getting a trainer. It might be just joining a gym that some of your friends go to. It might be getting a workout buddy. It could just, the really, the, the answer is just how much accountability do I need right now to do what I said I was going to do? And there's no wrong answer. There's no judgment or anything you're doing wrong. The only way to do this wrong is to not answer honestly about where you're at. So you have to, both of those two questions, how does fitness fit in my life and how much accountability do I need? The only wrong answer is not being honest, but this is something that will help you keep fitness a part of your life long-term. And that's the whole point. That's what fitness, if we want to use fitness to help be our best version of ourselves, then it can't be something that is just in our life in spurts. It's got to be something that we figure out how to benefit from year round. Yeah. But on top of the accountability is having somebody who's knowledgeable about exercise and anatomy and physiology and that sort of thing. Because as you said, one size does not fit all. So if my goals Mm -hmm. are to improve my strength or improve my flexibility or just to look good in that dress for the reunion, what you recommend is going to be different depending on what my goals are. And my friend is completely different, right? So Mm -hmm. how much of that anatomy do you really need to know as a personal trainer? Well, personal trainers, over the years since I've been a personal trainer, I've trained all different fitness levels. I've trained all different ages. And so that's on my Fitness Pivot app. I will give you links to at the end. I try to have stuff available. I have online training programs available for everybody. So I try to have stuff that's available for someone that doesn't have any equipment and you're just going to be using body weight as someone who's just going to be working out at home because you'd prefer that to go into the gym or someone that goes to the gym. And so I have and customized options for each person too. But what really starts is really just knowing what fitness means to you. And so there's a big misconception really when it comes to personal training. I'm lucky enough to be a fitness professional that's been able to help and train most of the people around me, like most of my family, my close people in my life. And, but my dad was probably the last one to jump on board and let me do it. And the big reason was, 
is because of his thoughts of what personal training meant. Like he thought of personal training and he thought bodybuilding. He right. thought that that's what it meant. And fitness, the way you define fitness is different for everybody. So basically when you answer the question, what's your definition of fitness? That basically means what are your goals when it comes yeah. to fitness? And so for some people, it might be losing weight. That's a popular one. Or it could be you're wanting to gain strength or be more athletic. It could be, but for a lot of people, like for my dad, it was more about having his range of motion and being able to live pain-free, being able to go up and down stairs without pain, being able to have all his flexibility that he had in the past yeah. so he can get up and down from the floor better. And that's way different than someone that maybe has a weight loss goal or a strength gain goal or a sports performance goal, but it's different for everybody. It just, so that's really how it starts is what does fitness mean to you right now? What are you wanting to get back from fitness? And I know that you have sort of preached that you kind of need to change your mindset. What does that, what does that mean? And how does somebody go about doing that? Well, it always starts with mindset, right? And so it, it could be uh, first knowing your mindset of why you're doing what you're doing, what it is that you're wanting to get out of fitness. But sometimes we have our own hangups about stuff, like whether it be, like we used to have a quote on our old studio that said, today you have the power to change your story. And so that was a quote that we all loved that we put up there. Yeah. And what it means is the story that you're telling yourself that's not true. So could we all have a we, we have our own beliefs on whether we can do something. If if someone before they came to a trainer, a lot of times that people come to a personal trainer, they've actually already tried and failed many times on their own to reach their fitness goals. And so that is what led them to get some professional help. And so it could be that part of them, the first, it's got to be that they believe they can get results. Because if you don't believe in the work you're doing, you're not going to get it out of it. You have to be able to see the value in what you're doing, or you won't really be able to stick to it when the going gets tough. But so first of it, it might be first changing that thought in your head to say you can't get results and really buy into what you're doing. The other part might be if you're telling yourself, I'll, I'll try this, but it, it probably won't work because nothing else ever does. If you think that, it, if you have the mindset that you think you're eventually going to quit, then that's probably what's going to happen. But just because what you're, you haven't been able to reach your fitness goals in the past, or just because you haven't been able to find something that's stuck for you in the past, doesn't mean that your future has to be that way. Right. But you may have to learn to think of it differently and try something new. And so maybe some of the stuff we've talked about already might, might resonate with some of the people listening. Or maybe you're someone who always gets stuck on the inconsistency roller coaster because you're doing things because you want so badly want fast results and want to get out of the pain that you're in, but you're not setting yourself up to, to succeed. You're setting yourself up to fail because you're yeah. trying stuff that doesn't really fit you and what you need to be doing. And so, and that that could be part of how you change your story is that you set yourself up for success by figuring out how fitness fits in your life. Yeah. And you just, you talked about, just touched on inconsistency. And I know you say that destroys results. Is it more important to do something than to do it regularly? Or do you really need to do it regularly? I think consistency is more important. If you're trying to force something, that uh, goes back to the golden rule that what you do has to fit in your life. And so yeah. if you're trying to, because you did something in the past, so a lot, this is why we get stuck on the I'm too busy excuse all the yeah. time is because when, when people say I'm too busy, normally what they mean is I'm too busy to work out like I used to mm -hmm. because they remember what they did in the past that got them great results. And just because that fit in your life in the past, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. it's the right fit for you now because your life is different now. So now you have to learn what fits in your life right now. 
But that's a lot of times how we can get stuck on that inconsistency roller coaster is that we're being a little stubborn. And I mean, we almost feel like we're doing something wrong if we don't do what we did in the past that got us great results. And we have to get rid of that idea and know that just that your life is different now. And now you have to start by what fits in your life right now. And yeah. if you don't have the motivation to do it either, this is something that's going to be hard for you, then you might hire some more accountability. And so there's nothing wrong with getting accountability in your life either. I feel like the more important something is to you, the more you should set yourself up for success by getting more accountability. So yeah. think of anything other than just an off topic of fitness, thinking anything else in your life, the things that are most important to you in your life, those are your things you make sure you're going to be successful in because you and you set yourself up to succeed as many ways as you can. But your fitness goals and your fitness routine is nothing different. You need to make sure that you do everything you can to help yourself be successful. And that's what's going to help you get the benefits of it. Yeah, love it. Okay, tell us more about your app. The Fitness Pivot, that's the name of it. And it just goes to the saying that if when life throws you a curveball and, and you have to adapt, then you have to get rid of plan A and go to plan B. So what is plan B? Helping you figure that out. That's what the Fitness Pivot app is about, but you can find it on Google and app stores. And on the Fitness Pivot app, you're going to find a lot of resources to help you figure out how fitness fits in your life right now. Got online training programs that are set up for all different fitness levels and all different all different types of working outs that try to fit each individual person. So I have links to my book series, the Make Fitness a Priority book series that I have that you can find on Amazon and along with my Make Fitness a Priority website as well. But the Fitness Pivot is what you'll go to first. Um, is it a subscription? Or? It's, a, it's, an, it's, a, it's an app. And so on the Google and app stores, you'll find it. And it's just an app on your phone. But that, it's free. It's like or, a website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's free. It's free. Okay. And there's fr- lots of resources on there. The Fitness Reset. So if you like, if the fitness reset that we talked about today, if that resonated with you, there's a free mini course on there that just walks you through how to answer those two questions. And so a lot of times it's, it's, we don't know how to answer those two questions. So I walk you through how to do it and then I'll help you figure out, okay, now how fitness fits, what's fitness going to look like for you? I hope you take that next step for that too. And so that's where, that would be where I would start. If you're wanting to know where to start right now, go to the fitness pivot app. And I'll, I'll help you help you figure out how fitness fits for you. And so you can use it to be the best version of yourself. I love it. All right. I will make sure that we put all of that uh, information in the show notes, as well as links to your books. And before I let you go, Chad, I've got some rapid fire questions for you. you okay. Ready? All right. Yep. What is your favorite place to work out? Oh, that's sometimes my best workouts have just been when I've had to throw plan A out the window and and go from there. So I think that's the best one. A vacation workouts where there's nothing I can really use. I just have to come up with the workout on the fly. Those are my favorite ones. Love it. Who or what makes you laugh? My wife and my dog. <laughs> I think <laughs> Priority Fitness's mascot, Walter. He's a big 100-pound golden retriever. He's quite a good entertainment for everyone that comes and workouts here. Love it. What is your least favorite exercise to do? Well, I think the the saying is I was a teacher before I became a trainer and I was a really good mentor I had told me that you would need to make your most challenging student your favorite student. And so I've kind of I think I kind of always had that mindset for my for fitness too. I mean the exercise that is my most challenging one or is the hardest one or the ones I it's hardest for me to make myself do 
that needs to become your favorite one? And so I, I think it's hard to answer that question because whatever my least favorite exercise is, it's going to become my favorite one eventually. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure? Donuts, for sure. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm definitely a bakery, baked goods person. So uh, actually in my book, Make Fitness a Priority, that you can find on the app, that that's a chapter I have in there about how to become a donut slayer. And then basically just... It's a, I use that because donuts are both the best and worst things in the world for me, depending on how I think of them. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I totally agree. All right, and because mm -hmm. this is called your daily chocolate, what is your favorite chocolate? Oh, uh, not dark chocolate. I know, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and my my wife wants everything to be dark chocolate, and so I think that's a that might ex just be an extra plan that she can make sure I won't take her chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> milk chocolate probably. <laughs> Give a favorite brand. Uh, any kind of, any peanut butter covered milk chocolate is oh, always yeah. going to win me over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Chad, I so appreciate you joining me today. And like I said, we'll send folks to all your resources and hopefully it'll help them stay fit in the new year and beyond. And you've just given some great inspiration. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I love what Chad said, that today you have the power to change your story. And if you fail, you don't have to wait till next January to start over. Start again tomorrow. That's something that I have to keep in mind. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you did, share it with somebody. Give us a review. Leave your comments. We always love to hear from you. And be sure to come back next week to go from fitness to my next guest is, is kind of a jump, but... David Page is the creator of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And we're going to talk all about that food in America. So come on back next week. Until then, enjoy. <laughs>